Welcome to the increasingly poorly named Real Financial Planning broadcast on WKXL, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Matt Robeson, joined as always by Mike Morton of Morton Financial Advice and the host of Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. Why do I say that this segment on WKXL radio and podcast is so poorly named? Because it doesn't actually describe what you're going to get in this show. Mike and I do talk about financial planning. After all, he is a financial planner. But it really is within a broader context of all kinds of topics about how you manage your day-to-day. And it's interesting, as we get feedback and listener questions and talk to our, our, our listeners and your clients, what they say is, hey, I like the financial planning parts of this, but I like the context too, because we're all just trying to live our lives, make everything work, put it together, and we're kind of covering all of that. So let's just call this the TBD. Remember on Arrested <laughs> Development, when they couldn't TBD. figure out what fake charity they wanted to raise money for, so they said they were going to raise money for TBD. They never took that off the banner. And then it turned out that people thought that that was some dread disease. So they're like, yeah, I'm happy to give money for TBD. Welcome to TBD, Mike. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for having me, Matt. TBD on WKXL. That's awesome. At least the name of my company is sticky to say Morton Financial Advice. So I got one thing going for me. Why do you Um, change your name, man? (laughs) Just just change my name. Let's go. (laughs) Look, we do have a topic today that actually fits smack dab into that intersection between how you live your life, and making that a little bit more stress-free, manageable, easier, and also the financial planning part. You wanted to talk about, uh, this is going to be dull. I feel like I built this up, and (laughs) it's, yeah, but you want to talk about automatic savings, and I think the punchline on this is this really is something that can make the management of your day-to-day a lot easier, and it's better financially. So why do you want to talk about it? Yeah, this is right. So I frame this as future spending, because we love to spend money. And so let's get away from the savings and just say, I'm looking forward to spending money in the future. All right, which is is the savings. And why automate this? It's really important because I wanna take that stress out of your life. I wanna set ourselves up to be confident about your financial future. And so obviously savings is a big part of that. Now, many people listening have automatic savings already in terms of their 401ks. 403Bs coming out of your paycheck. You remember when you joined your company and you signed up for those retirement plans, you're automatically saving for that. So that's great. And I'm just encouraging rather than budgets, we don't want to say the B word and have a budget and have to watch our dollars. If you save off the top with automatic savings, then you can spend whatever's left over, whatever's in your checking account. So that's another reason that I really like these automatic Savings. So let me tell you a story, Matt, about one of my clients had recently switched jobs. She was in the public sector, maybe making about 100000 a year, doing that for a decade, really. That's not I bad mean, for the public sector. <laughs> that's right. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> that's right. Public policy. She was doing really well. She's single, in the middle of her career. And all those single great. guys are suddenly like, wait, tell wait. me more. Yeah, well, wait till I tell you this. So now she has switched to the private sector, working for a large tech company and making over $200,000 a year. So suddenly her income has really, really jumped. And of course, we're doing the smart things with the benefits and the 401k, as I mentioned. But obviously her take-home pay, you know, has increased significantly. And so rather than 
I can already see where it's going. Oh, it's going to start building up. She might spend a little bit more here and there, but it's going to start building up. And then you have more decisions to make. Oh, my checking account now has quote unquote too much cash. Good problem to have. You want to automate those types of things so you don't have to keep coming back and thinking, oh yeah, I really should do something about this. What should I do? It's three or four steps and then kick it, kick the can down the road. So right away, I wanted with her to set up automatic transferring $3,000 a month from her checking account into a long-term brokerage account to set herself up for future success. So much I want to talk about here. First of all, thank you for coming up with the future name of this show. It's going to be the Tinder Dating Hour with Mike Morton and his stable of clients of highly eligible single women who are earning a lot of money. Guys out there, you can email Mike Morton and learn more about... Okay, all right. I'm joking about that. That that was on the verge of creepy. First of all, I, I wanted to comment on what you were saying right at the top, which is... It's so interesting to think about saving not as saving, but as future spending. My roommate, right after college, I was an econ major. You were an econ major. (laughs) He was an econ major. One of these kids is not like the other. He actually went on to work for the Federal Reserve Bank and actually be a consultant and use economics. The rest of us, eh, kind of. He used to, this was something that he would explain to me because I wasn't as smart as he was, which is there really is no such thing in economics as savings. There's only current spending and future spending. And when you think about it that way, what you're really doing, no one likes to think about savings because it's dull. It's it, right. It's like it means you don't get to spend. Right. <laughs> I don't get to spend this $10. That's terrible. And so if you reframe this as would you like to, I mean, there are two better ways of saying savings, right? One is Instead of, would you like to save a million dollars? How about, would you like to be able to spend whatever you want in the future? That sounds pretty attractive. Or how about this one? Would you like to not really worry about money in the future and not spend any time on it? Yeah. That was the other thing that my roommate used to say, which is that the only really, truly limited resource in the universe is time. It's the only thing that you can't replenish. And so part of what you're doing here, what I hear you saying with this automatic savings thing is, first of all, it's about future spending. Second of all, it's about de-stressing the process. And third of all, it's about saving you time and having to manage all this. I have much more to say about this, but that's what I take away from you. Yeah, that's right. Time is one of the most limited resources, maybe the only one. That's until we get to live forever, Matt, which is a future podcast episode, which I can tell you more about. We should actually do that that show. We should actually, I want to do, this is something you've said to me off the air, which is we're approaching like the great singularity point where the number of years of life that we're adding in, in terms of life expectation is beginning to line up with the number of years of life that we're living, which means yep. that anyway, I, Escape I know velocity. that, but there's, there's an interesting, there's so many implications of that. Yes. Go I on. will. In fact, I'll write, I'll put a pin in that one because I was having a discussion this week on that topic and there's financial implications. Of course, if we're living forever, there's financial implications, but even living a longer life, I had some thoughts on that. So put a pin in you know, living into your in hundreds that. or beyond. So yeah, l- being confident, about your future, man, that is the number one thing, especially today. I find that everybody I talk to, hey, Matt, how's your day? Oh, there's like so much going on. Kids this, career that, you know, really busy. 
like everybody's busy, right? So trying to reduce that just by 5, 10, 15%, you makes a massive difference. So by making a decision once and not having to revisit the decision over and over again makes a really big difference. Can I jump in on that for a second? Because when I worked on Capitol Hill, the one best piece of, I, I took a management there's actually a there's a not-for-profit called the Congressional Management Foundation that teaches staffers how to manage congressional offices better. It's like a mini business school for the public sector. It's really good. They do a great job on time management. And honestly, the most useful thing I ever did was spend an hour in that training. And the thing that I retained the most from it was in everything you do, make sure that it only crosses your desk once. And so if you have incoming emails, don't let that drive your attention. Don't respond to things as they come in. Batch things. Set aside time. I am going to now answer emails. And then you look at it. You process it once. You don't come back to it over and over again. Set things aside onto the to-do list. I'm going to engage with this once. Because otherwise, what happens is... All that incoming stuff across our transoms, it drives us. Our attention goes in many different directions at once. No one, research has proven this, no one effectively multitasks. When you multitask, it just means you're doing many things badly. The key is, this is a piece from the actor Mike Myers. He said that his dad's advice to him was one job at a time, every job a success. And that's really what this boils down to. The financial piece of this that is so compelling here is just by that 10% reduction of decisions you have to make, steps you need to take, and just processing the savings thing once, the fire it and forget it, is it's so de-stressing, it's so much more efficient, and it's so much better. You're doing the job once and you're making it a success. Yeah, this is now a time management podcast. <laughs> but on that topic, you know, one of the other ones that we're going to record today is on attention. So that'll be coming out in a couple of weeks as well. And it's exactly this topic that we are bombarded. Our attention is now bombarded. This isn't a problem we had 20 years ago, but it's a problem today. And I think it's definitely worth discussing in the context of productivity and money management and all those other things. It reminds me of a quote, Matt, from one of our professors, Barry Schwartz, who spends time thinking about a lot of these decisions and the paradox right. of choice. And his quote is, things that used to require no thought or effort now require a lot of planning. In the COVID world, so much is uncertain. We haven't had practice making decisions under these circumstances. And that's just highlighting what you're saying, that there are so many decisions that are with just email alone, right? Taking that and people can really can relate to that. Your inbox is full. Stuff is coming in all the time. Your attention is being bombarded, and we need to spend a little more time on that. So on this, again, getting back to this episode, the automatic savings. Hey, I switched jobs. I now have a, a greater income. That's fantastic. So rather than having to kick the can down the road and say, oh, I'll be spending some more, and then the account's going to grow, and what should I do with it, and how should I invest it? Let's get ahead of that game and say, look, I think I can save an extra $1,000 a month. So go ahead and automatically transfer that to a longer-term brokerage savings or brokerage account. You don't even have to get it invested right away. 
just set up that automatic transfer. All these banks now do that, right? You go in, hey, I want to transfer you up once a month uh, from this account over to this other account. Get it out of your everyday checking account where you go and pay all the bills and pay off your credit card and do all that stuff and get it into an account that you don't check very often. Can I just bridge over to another discussion that we had a few months ago when we did an episode on budgeting? If you did not catch that episode, go to uh, Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs, Mike Morton's podcast, or you can go to the Capital Close-Up podcast feed. It's also in that feed. But you did this out on budgeting, and you, you very quickly alluded to this just a moment ago, that what you recommend to your clients isn't necessarily to come up with a budget, which, you know, makes me feel, when I heard that the first time, I'm like, <laughs> you're a terrible financial planner. Why do you have a career? And then I realized, no, 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 I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I have that backwards. It's brilliant because what you're really doing is you're saying, take care of the savings first, take care of the automatic savings. And then if you've taken care of that side, then you know that whatever is left that's what you're able to spend. And so, first of all, that's prudent financial planning. But just like we were saying at the top of the show, that's also just stress management, time management, efficiency management, just making your life better. Because what you're doing is that Barry Schwartz paradox of choice. What he's his the, the finding that he's most famous for as a psychologist is there's kind of an optimum number of choices that we can have in front of us. You know, Three or four different choices feels pretty good. We feel like we have some agency in our lives. A dozen choices, 15 choices, 20 choices, it's overwhelming. We actually feel worse off and we feel stressed. And that's what happens when you create a budget is that you're constantly making choices and trade-offs. Should I spend on A? Should I spend on B? You know, I don't know. Maybe it's both. (laughs) Maybe I want lubricated guns. I'm not sure. But the point is, that's a, that's an economics. Guns trade. and butter. Where did you come up with that's the classic trade off in butter. economics? Go to any econ one hundred and one textbook, like guns and, butter. and they always it's pizza. No, it's not guns and butter. It's, it's guns pizza and, butter. and beer. It's pizza and beer. No, that's a, that's a <laughs> false choice because clearly the answer is both. It, the, the answer on guns and butter should not be both. As someone who actually has gone to a shooting range on a blistering hot day, 90 degrees, and my hands got so sweaty that I actually dropped a shotgun. True story. Luckily, I had already discharged it. I, I'm telling you, do not mix guns and butter. Point is, wh- what you're saying here with automatic savings is exactly you were you were advising in the budgeting episode, which is just make one decision on the savings side and that makes that reduces the number of choices you have to make on the spending side. Yeah, that's exactly right. And trust me, it feels great. I have another story for you. I was actually talking, you reminded me, I was talking to some clients yesterday about the very similar situation where we had gone through their income and expenses and looked at it and realized, <laughs> you'll love this one, another good problem to have. They had an extra sort of $80,000 a year that was unaccounted for in terms of, look, we went through your expenses, you're spending about this much and your mortgage and other things, and you're making this much and there's 80,000 left. And it resonated because their checking account was quite large as well. Their checking account had 50 or a hundred thousand dollars in it. And that had just grown over time to the point. And so it's great. This is a good opportunity, but let's save that. Let's not find, oh, it's getting spent or the checking account balloons a little bit. And then you're like, oh, cool. We got some money. Let's go ahead and do these things. You might want to have that flexibility in the future, have those opportunities for future spending 
And so go ahead and save that automatically each month. Get ahead of that game so that you don't have to keep revisiting it or miss out on opportunities. Well, it reminds me of the line from Hamilton where Aaron Burr is basically advising Hamilton. I can't believe I'm taking his advice. But, you know, he's basically advising Hamilton, don't pick a side. Keep keep your options open. That's right. And then the, the line from the musical is, you double your choices. It is kind of the same thing. Now, I'm not advising people here. I'm not advising people of anything. Don't take my financial <laughs> right. advice. This is not, a, this is not advice. advice. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm not telling people never spend. You know, that that is like a prescription for Ebenezer Scrooge-dumb of like, you know, I don't want mm. that extra bread, waiter. But <laughs> what you do is some option value in your life. I will tell you that my wife and I, were considering about a year ago a, I wouldn't call it a major purchase. I'd call it like a, it was a multi-thousand dollar purchase. And we weren't sure. We were on the fence about this. And this happens. And, you know, we were like, "Uh, save it, spend it. This is something that we, you know, could be good in our lives, blah, blah, blah. The upshot is we decided not to do it. And one of the things that really pushed me over to that side of the decision was there's option value. It's something in financial analysis that, you know, that there is a value you get from keeping your options open. And I thought, you know what, if we don't invest in this now, if we don't make this purchase now, there's nothing stopping us from making it next year. Let's, let's let this sit and let's see what this few thousand dollars does. And then it turned out that we had to make another even bigger financial decision and we had our options open and we were much happier that's not always going to be true but again just outsourcing this piece of your brain to the automatic savings option it it's just a simple way of kind of taking that off the table and also realizing more of that option value because you could save it and you could save it in a way that it remains somewhat liquid and actually, I want to ask you about that. Oh, that's that's yeah. where I want to go with you could you could defer decisions like that where you might have more insight later. Let me ask you yep. that exact thing. When you say automate savings, are you suggesting locking up any available funds that can be saved in long term investments that are hard to pull out of without tax consequences? Where where should the this savings be channeled? Are there kind of multiple options there, yep. some of which are more liquid than others? Yeah, good question. Let me also, just while we were on that topic of the optionality of future spending, like you were just saying, I think next week's episode is exactly on that waiting a week before spending, Matt. So you ah. need to tune in. I'm talking with uh, Megan Russell, who's fantastic. And it's all about waiting a week before spending your money. So exactly to your point, like, eh, we could always do that next week or next month or next year. And then you just see how it feels. And if you still really want that thing, then you go for it. It's like, man, I just, I really want this. So tune into next week's episode. Now on this, so what do you do with this? So you, you set up automatic savings. It's 500 a month. So you get 6,000 a year. You decide, yep, we can sweep that away. I don't need to spend that. I will spend that in the future. My recommendation is start small. Always like starting habits small. So just set it up into a longer term, either brokerage or a separate savings account that you don't check very often and just do that. So that's it. So 500 a month, 
automatically on the third day of, of each month, it'll get transferred from my everyday checking account where my direct deposit comes in from my paycheck into either a brokerage account where you could invest it or just to another savings account. That's step one. And the reason I always recommend that, start small, start your habits, and then let that go for a few months. Make sure, yep, I really can save that. You didn't even notice it wasn't there. That's perfect. That's what I really want to see. And then at that point, in three months or six months, some money has built up there. It's still all in cash. So to your point, Matt, if you need it, it's still right there. But at that point, you can say, wow, yeah, I didn't need that money. I can invest it for the longer term. And you can make a strategic decision about how much to put into longer term investments, locking up in the stock market, which could go up or down, or leaving it in cash to be ready for a down payment in the future or some optionality you might want next year to be spending it. So that's when you make those strategic decisions. And start small, start easy, start with a habit, and then go from there in terms of your overall portfolio and investing and spending future. You know, that's a really interesting point, which is there's an upfront time investment in setting up the mechanism of automatic savings for a lot of these places that you you can put these things. But that's a large part of it. What I've found, you know, I do these automatic, like, for example, for the 529 accounts for college savings, I do that Mm -hmm. as an automatic savings. And it's fantastic. It's great. And recently, I had to adjust that. And I had to downward adjust it because I, I, you know, for many reasons. I will tell you that setting it up in the first place took me maybe 30 minutes. Adjusting it took me maybe five. And so (laughs) one of the things that that comes across to me out of this is, you know, just take that first step because you get so much value out of then being able to futz with it later. You can move it up, move it down, whatever. Also, I mean, you can pair it with, let's say you're a regular listener who heard our recent episode on I-bonds, like, hmm, I want to get into this. You know, one of the things that you could do with this is you could have an available savings pool like this that's very easily convertible to something like that's an opportunity like I-bonds. Or you can, put, you know, there, there are places you can put it that, you know, maybe are only a six-month window or a, a few-year window that are somewhat liquid right they're they're mm-hmm. kind of midpoint liquid let, let me let me do something i, I want to let you comment on that but we are coming up to a break on kxl and kind of a natural break in the pod mm-hmm. i feel like we've got a bunch more to talk about on this topic can do you want to hang around and we'll do another another quick show on this yeah sounds good all right so here's what we're gonna do mike you you go ahead and comment for for like 30 seconds what i'm saying and then we'll we'll yep. take a quick break mm-hmm. on the pod Sounds good. Yeah, I was going to say on those, there's other places to automatically save as well. Hey, I'm not currently saving in my individual retirement accounts. I know I can do 6000 a year. That's 500 a month. You can automatically put that in. If you did know that this is for long-term savings, you can automatically do that 500 in a brokerage account, which is automatically invested in a mutual fund in the stock market. So it goes directly into the stock market, 500 a month. So there are different ways, you know, depending, again, what makes sense for you and your situation, that you can set up the automatic savings. But like, to your point, Matt, exactly right. Just spend the 20 minutes today to set up the automatic. You know, you might have to create a new account, do the transfers, whatever. Just set that up. We're going to pick up on that exact point. It could be in your podcast feed in your next show, or it could be on WKXL in just a minute. 
Thanks for joining us on Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to and rate the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me at LinkedIn or MortonFinancialAdvice.com. I'd love to get your feedback. If you have a comment or question, please email me at financialplanningpod at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered for investment advice. Opinions expressed as are of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. We do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the data presented here.